One of the big downsides of using an IRA is who you cannot do transactions with. Sometimes that can really bite you whenever you're doing a real estate transaction because the people you know and love are frequently the source of the best deals. Let's take a look at this problem and issue right now. I am Brian Ellis. Get ready. It's time. He's here. Now, broadcasting from SDI Central Command, in the depths of his hidden compound, located far from the rot of Wall Street and Washington, we've again established contact with our leader, Brian Ellis. Hey folks, welcome back to Self-Directed Investor Talk. Today's time has flown by. This is episode number 259. That means if you have missed anything today, you can catch up by visiting selfdirected.org slash 259 selfdirected.org slash 259 folks we are focused right now on prohibited transactions and specifically this notion of disqualified parties who are the people that you cannot deal with if you are using your ira funds now we are running a bit short on time so what i'm going to do is post over at selfdirected.org slash 259 I'm going to post a link to an article that I wrote about this very topic, who is a disqualified party, so that you will be sure to understand that it applies not just to your immediate family members. Uh, The definition is arguably much broader than that. So over on selfdirected.org slash 259, there is a link that you should take a look at uh, that will tell you a whole lot about who uh, who disqualified parties are. But with a broader look at prohibited transactions. It's important to understand that prohibited transactions are dangerous and and doing transactions with people related to you or interested in you somehow. That's not the only restriction. Like you also can't borrow money from your IRA. Mm -hmm. That's a clear no, no. Again, there's a place where it's better to have a 401k. You can borrow money from your 401k. And there again, I need to get back to what I mentioned a moment ago about the distinction between IRAs and 401ks with prohibited transactions. Here again, you know, basically the same rules apply for prohibited transactions for IRAs and 401ks, but do the same deal in an IRA or a 401k and mess it up the same way. What you have in a 401k is the opportunity to correct that mistake in a fairly simple and inexpensive way. And that really doesn't exist with the IRA. It's a it's a big, big distinction. So really the bottom line is get serious about real estate investing. I'm not saying don't do real estate in your IRA or 401k, but get good legal counsel. Mm-hmm. Make sure you understand it since this is a an asset class that absolutely makes sense for an IRA or 401k. But there are risks. There are dangers, which is exactly – that's totally true outside of an IRA, too. It's always a matter of understanding whatever rules you happen to be playing by. Well, and, I, and that's one of the things, honestly, Brian, that ultimately when you come back to it, that is one of the things that whether you're investing inside or outside of your IRA, because I, I want you to talk a little bit about your sort of golden rule for deciding whether to invest using your IRA or not in real estate. But oh, ultimately, yeah. real estate has more rules that are more established than, in my opinion, pretty much any other investment option. Um, You know, it it is not affected by consumer sentiment like stocks. Um, It's not 
best used as a hedge. Not generally affected by consumer sentiment. 2007, 2008 <laughs> might, might argue differently, but generally speaking, yeah, you're right. I think that's a discussion we could probably have that would be pretty interesting. Yeah. I, I think even then it was following the rules very closely. Yeah, for if, people you, who if were you look at watching. renting, if you look at people who were doing turnkey rentals, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that was actually a time that proved the model. Yeah. yeah that said, you know what, your, your property values might go down, but your your income is probably going to be solid, if not increase. Well, for goodness sake, I mean, since then, it's done nothing but go up. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if, you mind if I say something about Tiger 21 real quick? I think you should. Tiger 21 is kind of an interesting group. It's it's a it's an investment club, essentially, but you've got to be very rich to be a part of Tiger 21. And they release a, a report every quarter showing what they, as the ultra-wealthy, are invested in. You is know that what? public... Can anybody yeah, read it? Anybody can read it. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll put a link up on uh, the the website for for that as well. But guess what the number one asset class is for for these ultra wealthy people? You think it's publicly traded stocks? I think it's it's absolutely. I'd probably uh, that's not even number two. <laughs> number one is real estate. Uh, number two is private equity, not not publicly traded stocks. Number three is publicly traded stocks. Number one is real estate, and it tends to be that way all the time. I bet it's not by a small margin either. Well, it's not huge, but really? yeah, it, I think it's about 28% of, of uh, the assets of, of very wealthy investors are invested in real estate. And that is, that's telling. That's telling. Real estate has some real value that is distinct from other paper-oriented forms of, of, of investment. So I know you asked me about my golden rule for making this decision. My golden rule for deciding whether to invest in an IRA or or not, to invest in real estate in an IRA or 401k or not, is this. Assuming that you have a good deal. Let's put that out as an assumption. Right. Assuming that you have a good deal, if you can do the deal outside of your IRA, you probably should. The rules are simpler outside of an IRA, and the risk of error is much lower outside of an IRA. But for God's sake, if you've got a good deal, (laughs) and the only way you can do it is to use the capital in your IRA, don't let what we've just talked about be the reason you don't do it. Just get good legal advice. Make sure you're covered. Make make sure that you're ready to document everything and and show the IRS what they want to see if they come calling. That's the bottom line. So really, I think in the end, I mean, the issue here really more than anything is knowing and following the rules of real estate and, you know, also well, really, the, rules the rules of, of retirement self-directed investing. IRAs, yeah. That's, well, depending on whether you're in or out, because there are a lot of ways that you can structure a yeah, deal that's true. in yeah. and out to yeah, benefit you. Absolutely. If you're not investing inside of an IRA, you need to understand things like depreciation and 1031 exchanges and, and you know, the, there, there's a an astounding amount of tax saving opportunity available to any real estate investor who wants to take the time to learn what can be done. So there is huge opportunity, huge potential here, ladies and gentlemen, you just have to know the rules. And if you've missed any part of this interview, go to selfdirected.org slash 259 to catch up selfdirected.org slash 259. And my friends, this has been a good, great, fun, fast paced episode. We'll see you next time. 
That's all for now, but your training is far from over. Go right now to SDITalk.com to fill in your knowledge gaps with a self-directed investing battle plan totally free of Wall Street's corruption, Washington's propaganda, and absolutely no political correctness whatsoever. Send your questions and comments to feedback at SDITalk.com and don't even think about relying on what you've just heard as legal or professional advice because it's not that and you know it. This show is the property of SDIP Trust. Copyright 2017. All rights reserved.